0: And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Ladies and gentlemen, we made it. We made it through a long, incredible, and wonderful 2021 Major League Baseball season. Welcome to BetMGM MLB Podcast powered by BetQL, and of course, I'm Cody Decker, former professional baseball player turned professional smartass on the radio. And with me, my one, my only, my main man, Ryan Horvat. who, uh, by the way, last time, if you listened to the show earlier this week, we were previewing game six. Uh, very excited about that game. We both had very similar thoughts on this, but you walked away getting ready to do something. I thought I convinced you to hedge your bet and switch it over even though it wasn't a ton of plus money to the Braves did you eventually do it
1: i didn't i didn't do it ah,
0: i know do this man
1: i know but here's here's the see, here was the predicament okay so let's say that the Astros take game 6 and let's say the Braves waste like a gem from Max Fried and they lose that game Yes. Then you go into game seven. And like we talked about, I thought maybe like game seven, I I thought if it went seven, it was going to be the Astros, like especially if it was a bullpen game going against Um, I just I I thought that if it went seven, the Astros were going to win. So the only reason I didn't hedge out of that bet was because I had the Jorge Soler World Series MVP ticket, which was 35 to one. And then when we talked, when we did the last podcast the last uh, two days ago, whenever it was, man, I'm losing track of time here. Um, he was down. He, he, was the, he was the favorite. He was five to one. So I was thinking, I don't really have to hedge because either way, I'm walking away with some money. Um, and there's a good chance that if I do hedge, I could lose some money. You know, if the, I'm going to be kicking myself if the Astros come back. Now, we all knew, I mean, you, you and I both knew that the Braves had taken over momentum. That series was coming to an end in game six. I was kind of rooting for one more game, but it was cool to see the Braves win. And, uh, man, Jock Peterson, we kept talking about the, uh, about the pearl necklace. It's going into the Hall of Fame. It
0: belongs there. It absolutely belongs there. And congratulations on your Solaire ticket. He was 35-1. to 1. Opening up that series, he ends up taking the World Series MVP. Not bad for a guy that was hitting 192 over there in Kansas City before he came over to the Braves. Absolutely changing his season, Uh, possibly changing his career going forward. Jorge Soler might be a major target going forward based on just what he did in the World Series. And, uh, you know, we talked about other players that were very, uh, very, able to get that World Series MVP. In fact, I think that World Series MVP going into game six, quite frankly, I know the odds had shifted quite a bit, but it was yeah. anyone's game. And I mean anyone's game. No one really had stood out in the World Series. And I mean that on both teams. Uh, Adam Duvall was making a case for himself, even though he was only hitting 200. Solaire was making a case for himself. If Max Freed went out and dominated like he did, he would have made a case for himself, even though he had a bad first outing. That was right. just a very odd World Series when it comes to personal performances because it seemed like no one got on anyone's back. It was a real team effort at Atlanta to win this World Series. You mentioned Jock and the Pearls, yeah. Adam Duvall, Soler. I mean, everybody contributed. Uh, Austin Riley, another guy that's contributed huge and has put himself into a perennial MVP candidate going forward. I, here's a question for you, though. Do you see the Braves going anywhere going forward? Because here's the thing. We we look at next year ready to go. And our first thought, I'm not even gonna, we're not even gonna talk about it really quick. Just first thought that comes to head. Who's winning the World Series next year? Go.
1: Next year, uh Chicago Cubs.
0: You Los are Angeles. such a lying homer. It's fair, ridiculous.
1: Fair, fair. Los Angeles, Angels. <laughs> Cody, I pick the Dodgers every year. I know,
0: and it's the right pick because going into next year, as of right now, they're the best team in Major League Baseball. And, yeah, it's the Dodgers. And here's the other thing, though. They're going to lose Seager most likely. Seager, we'll see where he ends up. I have a feeling he's going to end up in pinstripes. But Seager is most likely going to be gone. And that's the Dodgers. I would still make eight opening day pick on the Dodgers right now, just right out the gate. But the Braves, you know, keep in mind, this is a team that they – Frankenstein together an incredible group during the, uh, all the all-star break. And right. now they're going to get their star back. They're getting Acuna junior back. What is this team going to look like next year?
1: That's a great question. I mean, you're getting Ronald like, like you just said, you're getting your star back. What are they going to look like? What are they going to be able to do in free agency? Um, it's a great question. I think they're going to be around next year. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they were contenders again next year. That's, and, that, and that's the thing about this team. Like if you would have told me in the spring, that the Braves are going to win the World Series, I would have said, okay, like if you would have asked me to pick between six teams, like six to eight teams, the Braves would have been on that list. And I'm not just saying that. But if you would have asked me then in July, I would have said absolutely no chance. And then after the Acuna injury, I would have definitely said no chance. So I I think this team could be even like a better regular season team. I don't know if they can make this run in the postseason again. We have to wait and see what everybody else does in the National League. What are the Padres going to look like? Who are the Dodgers going to lose? Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if they were around again next year, maybe even better.
0: Yeah. And we, we, by the way, we're talking about the Dodgers really quick. Let's think about those names that are no longer going to be Dodgers as of now, you know, Hot stove season since the beginning. You know the Dodgers are going to be active. The Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to be active. The Padres have already been active. They go and get Bob Melvin. And there's yep. talk that Luis Rojas might be joining that staff. And by the way, Mets fans, as much as you want to sit here and blame Luis Rojas for everything, I played for Luis Rojas. He's a hell of a guy, a hell of a coach. And he will be uh, very good for any organization, including if he stayed with the Mets. Um, you know, I think the Dodgers are going to lose uh, Seeger. I think Seager is going to be a Yankee. Everything about it, you look at Seager, he just yeah. screams Yankee. And he's he'd be a perfect bo- body to fill, you know, balance out that lineup. You know, he's like Jacoby Ellsbury, only he might be healthy for his time in pinstripes. And, you know, they need left-handed bats. They need guys that can get on base. And it doesn't matter if you're a power hitter or not. If you play for the Yankees, you are automatically a power hitter because of the size of that horrible field.
1: The only thing with Siger is, do you see? Do you, is he going to have to play third? Do you think? Because the only thing is, he does tend to uh, struggle coming in on balls. I mean, the bat. He, I mean, he's he's great with the bat, but do you think that he's going to be a third baseman here in a couple of years? I was
0: surprised that when he came back, he was playing shortstop full time oh, for the Dodgers. Uh, you know, you had Turner as well. I was surprised they didn't switch him up a little bit more. You know, that's a that's an offense and lineup and infield that is constantly changing and evolving every single game. With the exception of pretty much locked in, Justin Turner's going to be playing third base. So right. I could definitely see Seeger playing some third base, maybe even switching over to second base at some point. Really, yeah. what they want him for is his bat and right, what exactly. he can do offensively.
1: You know, I didn't even think of that. He will. I can see that. I think that's going to be the perfect fit for him. Now, where's Carlos Correa going to be? I mean, that's, that's the big question right there. If we're talking shortstops and how much money is he going to be making?
0: In my eyes, Carlos Correa is the number one piece this offseason. The For number sure. one. Not even the, like, and, and that's with I Corey Seager. I
1: love Seager, but I don't even think it's close either.
0: It's here's here's Correa, here's Seager. And Seager is MVP caliber. That's how good Carlos Correa is. And yeah. I truly mean this. I've only played with or against a couple of guys in my entire career that I looked at them play, and I'm like, I, I'm not playing the same sport as that human being. That's ridiculous what he's doing. And it was him, Mike Trout, uh, Andrew Benatendi, was on that list and so was Will Middlebrooks. Will Middlebrooks would have been a guy that would have been a superstar if he would didn't have a freak injury. I have never seen anybody play like he did. Um but on top of that, you know, not only that, the Dodgers might also lose Scherzer and, you know, that shot in the arm Scherzer gave them that second half of the season, that's going to hurt. You don't know what's going to happen with the Bauer situation. Most likely Bauer will not pitch again at least for a couple of seasons um based on, you know, most likely what the punishment that's going to be handed down by by Major League Baseball. You know, the Dodgers, even though right now they look like the smart bet for opening day, they do have some serious question marks. And I can't believe I'm saying this. They have some question marks on the mound. Where is Kershaw going
1: to go? What's going to happen this offseason in Los Angeles? Are we going to look at a completely different situation? I would be shocked if Kershaw wasn't a Dodger. Although I wouldn't be surprised. What if Kershaw just stayed in Los Angeles and went to the Angels? Although I want the Angels to acquire some arms who, you know, they're going to be available come October. Hopefully, the Angels one of these years because you know, I'm you, you already know I'm playing them to win the division for the seventh consecutive season. Hopefully, they could add some pitching. Trout could stay healthy this year. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where Marcus Stroman goes because yeah. I mean, I've heard like rumors of Marcus Stroman to the Cubs, and at this point, like, I love Marcus Stroman. don't get me I wrong, too. but what are you going to do that for right now? You're, you're not ready to win right now, and I think Stroman wants to win.
0: Yeah. Uh, Marcus Stroman. Yeah. By the way, I love that call on Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman is also one of the most interesting uh, free agents this offseason. He's been healthy. He's been incredible. Uh, He just got he got completely snubbed, by the way, for the gold glove. And I know we don't really care too much about pitchers gold gloves. But if there is a pitcher gold glove, it's Marcus Stroman. Um, I know
1: uh, from an inside source that he wouldn't mind being a New York Yankee. I wouldn't
0: be surprised by that either. I wouldn't be shocked if he stayed with the Mets, in fact. I th- I think Strowman's going to be a very interesting pi- – if I was the Mets GM right now, if I was hired by the Mets today, the yeah. first move I do, the first move I do is I restrine, re-sign Marcus Strowman.
1: The you know second the move
0: – Yeah. Huh?
1: Oh, no, Second, no, move. Yeah.
0: Second move I do is I go get my hands on Chris Bryant. The third move I do is I go get Craig Kimbrell. That's it. That's all
1: I would do this entire offseason. It would cost a lot. I do not care. Uncle Steve, make it happen. Same here. I completely agree with you. I mean, what's crazy about Stroman is he never wanted to leave Toronto. I mean, he, he they could have kept Marcus Strowman in Toronto. And imagine him in that rotation now. That would have helped. They probably would have got into the postseason. Um, mm-hmm. So Chris Bryant, you bring him up, and I think – I'm really, because of the service time thing, I'm really rooting for him to get paid. But before we talk about him, do you think Craig Kimbrell cost himself any money with uh, the struggles that he had when he went over to the south side of Chicago when uh, they made that deal and he went to the White Sox? I don't think he did because he was so dominant the last two seasons in the closer role. I just, I don't think that was the best fit for whatever reason, even though he didn't even have to move or anything like that. He literally just, you know, was going to work 25 minutes down the road. What do you think he's looking at?
0: I think he's going to have plenty of options. I think the Red Sox are going to come calling. I think the Dodgers are going to come calling. I think the Mets and Yankees are going to come calling. I can't see him being a Yankee. I just you look at uh, Craig Kimbrel. There's nothing about him that says Yankee. They're going to have to they're going to have to overpay to get him to shave every day. He's going um, to ball. Yeah, I think Boston is most likely the obvious setup. Again, if I was the Mets GM, I wouldn't allow it to happen. Uh, I think the Mets need to fortify that back end of the bullpen. Edwin Diaz has proven that he is not it. However, what you said about Kimbrel and what he did with the White Sox, yeah, he struggled a little bit, but keep in mind, he wasn't pl- doing the same role. He wasn't a closer all of a sudden. Now, yeah, now he's the setup man, and that's not the role he's used to. And I, I don't want to make excuses for the guy, but you take a guy out of the role that he is arguably the best in the game in, and you basically put him to a second chair. I, I don't know what you were expecting. I mean, I think you could hope to expect what you see with the Dodgers, how they have like five closers and Gratterall trying in and, uh, and uh, uh, their actual closer, Jansen. Kenley Jansen. Amazing. I can't believe I I, I had a brain fart on Kenley I Jansen. I tried to forget his name.
1: Yeah. There's times this year where I tried to forget his name. Trust me. He cost me oh. some coin down the road. He,
0: he had a hell of a year this year, Kenley Jansen. By the way, fun fact, Kenley Jansen. I don't say this about a lot of pitchers because it's not true for a lot of pitchers, but Kenley Jansen owned me, owned yeah. me to death. I could not hit Kenley Jansen. I was over five with, I think five foul tip strikeouts. And I knew what pitch was coming every single time. Still couldn't hit that cutter up the in worst. the zone. Yep. Oh, it was, it was night. I knew it and I hated it. Hating him.
1: That's why I feel bad watching, uh, dudes face Josh Hader you know exactly what he's going to do against you mm-hmm. he's going to throw you a four seam fastball everyone, or he's going to throw you a slider speaking of heard some rumors that maybe the Brewers uh John Heyman was saying maybe the Brewers might look to move uh Josh Hader if we get a season okay this all goes down man this is going to be crazy like I forgot that um Robbie Ray's a free agent this year you know you yep know he is, is. Freddie, Freeman, Freddie Freeman's a free agent like it's going to be nuts, the hot You also
0: brought up Marcus Stroman. That's not even the biggest Marcus on the board. Marcus Simeon yeah. is available. This is a crazy offseason. And what's crazy about it is there are so many free agents. And I'm not going to lie, this is actually kind of scary. And I do think part of this is scary in that we are about to go into a CBA negotiation. And the CBA, all signs are pointing that this could be a rocky offseason for the yeah. CBA. And I'm I'm hopeful that cooler heads will prevail and we get baseball on time and no work stoppage. But knowing that there could be a work stoppage with this many free agents available, and not just free agents, high powered, high profile free agents who are going to be commanding a lot of money as they should. This is gonna be a very unique offseason. There could be a it could be a way that some teams are able to get players on a massive, massive discount yeah. just because of the situation.
1: Yeah. Exactly, man. That's why I said I'm really rooting for Chris Bryant to finally get paid, though, because of what he had to go through in Chicago. But it's going to be interesting to see the deals, you know, or if guys sign maybe like one year, two year deals, shorter term deals. Um, I don't know. I feel like some guys are just still going to get the bag regardless. You know what I yeah. mean? Like Carlos Correa is getting paid. Like, obviously, yes. there'll be no deal that, that shocks me with him. And I think it's going to be long term and I think it's going to be big money. Same with Seeger. I don't know about Chris Bryant uh Marcus Simeon's definitely getting paid but guys like Freddie Freeman Robbie Ray Max Scherzer even I think they might take smaller deals somebody like Marcus is gonna look, look look for the big deal this offseason though you know mm-hmm. what I mean they're not gonna do another smaller term deal and I think he, somebody like that that's kind of not bounced around I mean he's only played for two teams but I think he kind of wants to find a home now
0: yeah I, I agree with that and and as a player I can't stress enough how nice it is to know that you have a home yeah, exactly term I know that doesn't sound like much to a lot of fans, especially when you're playing with that much money. But I'll give you an example. I um, went into after after my first seven years with San Diego, I I was a free agent almost every single offseason. I signed with Kansas City. I got traded to Colorado. I got released by Colorado, signed with the Boston Red Sox, became a free agent that that offseason, signed with the Brewers, got released in camp, signed with the Mets, played with them the entire season, signed with the Diamondbacks. So now I'm bounced around a ton. And here was the thing after that first year with the Diamondbacks, they called me on my drive home after my last game of the season and said, we'd love to have you back. Uh, Would you like to sign back? And I immediately, without hearing numbers, without hearing discussing roles, I didn't care. I didn't care if I went to big league camp. I, I was okay to going to minor league camp again. I just cared that I had a home and I didn't have to worry about it an entire offseason. And I, I loved it. I, I signed back in a heartbeat and they were very, very good to me. Uh, right. But that's just because the Diamondbacks are so great. There is something to having a home long-term and it's really, really cool. I understand other players that are looking at, you know, high, uh, high, you know, yearly salaries for short-term deals, mm-hmm. but. That long-term deal, knowing that you're going to play, especially if you know you want to play for another five years, that long-term deal is enormous for oh, just yeah. personal security, not having to move a ton. Yeah, It's a nomadic lifestyle to be a professional baseball player. So to kind of take away a little bit of that nomadic lifestyle is pretty big.
1: And that's what I'm saying with Kershaw. Like, I don't think Kershaw is going anywhere. As lo- I mean, as long as the Dodgers want him back. So I-, I don't think he'll move. Another interesting name before we move on, well, two of them actually, So Justin Verlander will be coming back, but Javi Baez. That's another one. Trevor story. That's another one.
0: If, if the Yankees don't get their hands on Seager, they're getting Trevor story. And if they don't, how the the hell
1: did the Rockies not move story? They're going to end up getting nothing in that deal. And I mean, I I know that you didn't really get anything for, uh, Nolan Go back and look at, you know, you know what I mean? But still like you had to get something for Trevor story. I joke about what the Cubs got in return. You know, like some of these guys sound like created players, like the guy that uh, the Cubs got for Javi Baez. I had never heard of that guy. He has like four first names, William Mm. Crowe, Davison or whatever. No idea. Don't want to know who he is, to be quite honest with you. (laughs) But yeah, but But like, I mean, uh, you you know, you know what I'm saying? Like with Trevor's story, you should have got something. Or or do you think they have a chance of re-signing him?
0: I, I can't imagine Trevor Story no. resigning with the Rockies. I just can't imagine. Uh, it, it'd be a, a ridiculous move in my eyes on his part. Uh, he can sign for the same money, if not more money, elsewhere. Uh, the Rockies, who have shown they don't like spending a ton of money, so much so that they signed that huge deal with Nolan Arenado, arguably the best third baseman in Major League Baseball the past 20 years, and they moved him two years into his deal. Uh, for borderline nothing. I, right. I don't trust the Rockies. I don't believe in the Rockies in any way, shape or form. And I mean, they're at the bottom of the barrel of my belief system in an organization. Um, I think they're poorly ran. I think Buddy Black is just stuck forever forever. Uh, playing, managing lame duck teams. He, he, he managed the worst era of the San Diego Padres. Now he's managing arguably one of the worst eras of the Colorado Rockies who have not had many good eras. Right. Um. And what sucks is buddy black's a good manager. He just doesn't have the pieces and he had some great offensive pieces last year and we might have some good offensive pieces next year, but this team ain't going to compete. Not in that division. No,
1: no. Yeah, no. I, I don't think there's any chance that he uh, resigns there. I think he'll be moving elsewhere. So I can't wait to see where a lot of these guys end up. But when you go through that list, you know, depending where you're looking, it's crazy to see like, you know, you look at the top 50 free agent list and you see somebody like Trevor Story isn't even top 10 right now on some of these lists, you know, depending uh, what you're looking for, starting pitching, but this offseason, like it's hard right now to look at these futures and really to make a prediction because you don't really know what any of these teams are going to look like. Like the That's Dodgers plus 500 to win the 2022 World Series. They're the overwhelming favorites. And the Astros are plus eight hundred. There's two teams. I don't know what the heck they're gonna look like. The Braves are ten to one. They have the third best odds. We kinda have a good idea what they're gonna look like, but there's gonna be some reshuffling a little bit. Yanks are gonna spend money, they're ten to one. So, like if I have to make a value pick, it's not huge value, but I might go with the Yanks. The White Sox are twelve to one. Man, I'll probably do it for the third consecutive year. You figure they'd be better. Um, and you kind of know what that roster is gonna look like. You know what the lineup's gonna look like. Mm-hmm. I hope they <clears> unleash my <throat> I want to see Michael Kopek in the starting rotation. I don't want to see him out of the bullpen as like that like weapon. I would rather see him than, well, a lot, a lot of guys in that rotation right now, other than Giolito. And I'm trying, I gotta think who else they have on the books for next year. Pretty much everybody, I think, is back for sure.
0: Pretty much everybody is right? coming, coming back. And they don't need very much. That's a team that could compete right now. Um, you know. I think a lot of people in Chicago are looking at the White Sox as if they weren't one of the best teams in Major League Baseball this last season. They were. I want to make that abundantly clear. They were. I think it was just that final game of the playoffs that left such a bad taste in everybody's mouth, that absolute blowout. It was an embarrassing loss, and going out on that is pretty tough. You mentioned the Astros. As of right now, not only do we not know who's going to be on that team, we know Carlos Correa ain't coming back. Um, By the way, and I apologize, I skipped over your question earlier. Where do I think he can go? How much do I think Carlos Cray is going to make $300 million? Oh, how much he's going to make 300 to $350 million, maybe okay. even more. I think yeah. he's going to be, he's either going to get just above the Lindor deal or just under. it. I think he's going to be right there. Um, where is he going to go? There are a couple of teams that immediately come to mind. There's a couple of teams that I think are ready and gearing to go that come to mind. One team might shock you.
1: What do you think it is? Mm-hmm. The Texas Rangers. No, no, hold on. Hold on. The Detroit Tigers.
0: I think the Detroit Tigers are going to go make a massive play, and I think they're going to – I think the Detroit Tigers are going to go after Carlos Correa. they got A.J. Hinch as the manager. The biggest jump and improvement of any major league team last season went from a 298 winning percentage to an over 400 winning percentage. They finished third in their division. The uh, We don't know what we're going to see from the Twins next year. You know the White Sox are going to be good. We don't know what we're going to see out of the newly minted Guardians. Uh, we do not know what we're going to get out of the Kansas City Royals. Right now is a great time for the t- uh, Detroit Tigers to strike. Get your hands on Carlos Correa. Get another bullpen arm. This team could win the division next season.
1: I completely agree. If they land Correa, I'll probably have to jump and buy that uh, Casey Mize jersey and be all in on the Tigers, man, because I really like what they're doing. This might be a dumb question. I think I've asked you this before now. The only thing is when, when there's teams with money to spend, and you're Detroit, and you have money to spend, and you're building something nice. But all these guys, you know, you're, they're all you're like, you know, they're home built right now. A lot of mm-hmm. these guys are just prospects because is Detroit really a free agent destination when you have both teams from Los Angeles looking to spend, both teams from New York looking to spend, even the uh, World Series champions have some money to spend depending what they want to do. Chicago, the Cubs claim they're spending money. Everybody wants to go play on the north side of Chicago, man, because you could hit two twenty. And as long as you're a good guy, they're going to love you in Wrigleyville forever. So, like, I would want to be a Cub because there's zero expectation. Um,
0: My but, biggest regret was I was not a Cub. I had, In 2015, I had the option um, of three teams to sign with. Yeah. And they were like a dream team set up. I, cool. I grew up in Los Angeles, always wanted to be a Dodger. I had a huge – I had a great offer from the Dodgers. I, uh, I always – I loved the Royals, and I, they just won the World Series, and yeah. I had a great offer from the Royals and the Cubs had the best offer, and I wanted to go to them so bad, so bad. And it's my biggest regret that I didn't do it.
1: Why didn't you do it?
0: Um, Basically, I was speaking to the assistant GM of both teams. The Royals had a full-on plan of what they had set forward and here's the thing it didn't work out that way they ended up trading me two weeks into the season but they had a full plan of what they wanted me to do and the role they had for me the Cubs were like no no we're gonna pay you way more but we're gonna you'll come in and we'll feel it out and we'll we'll figure out what your role is and I didn't like that uncertainty right but my gut was signed with the Cubs but my brain said no you got to go with the Royals and I've regretted it every day since
1: yeah, I'm saying man, but, but, and you know like you go there and look at Alfonso Soriano, like people were still cheering him. Hell, people I'll go to a Cubs game next season, somebody'll still be there with an Alfonso Soriano jersey. You'll see some uh, Fukudome jerseys. Jason Hayward, another great example. Everybody in the city of Chicago will always love that guy because he gave a speech for 20 seconds during a rain delay, so he's allowed to hit 165. drives, drives <laughs> me nuts personally. I know he's great. I know he's a great. He's great defensively, but Jesus man, hit 200. Um. So yeah, but that's my question is like so. Does that matter though? Like somewhere like Detroit, do you, you know, do you think like somebody like Carlos Correa is really going to go to Detroit over somewhere like Los Angeles? And I don't I know if Los Angeles would be interested, but that's just an example.
0: I think you make the same exact argument for any team in the Midwest. You look through all national league centrals and all American league centrals with the exception of Chicago. I didn't say all, Chicago yeah. Like all those cities are like secondary cities. Milwaukee is a big city, but it's not looked at like the ilk of New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, same with St. Louis. Even it's not at the same ilk, uh, Detroit, same thing. However, let's turn the b- clock back 10 years. The Detroit Tigers were a perennial playoff contender and they were spending money. Look at those players that they had Ordonez. Uh, they went out and got uh, they went out and paid for you know, they paid for Verlander, they 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 had big time contracts, Prince Fielder they had over there, so they weren't like. They weren't not spending money back then and competing. They went to a world series that I think this is a team that wants to get back to that. And if there was ever a time to do it, it's right now, right this second, because again, that blowout that ended the white Sox season left a bad taste in their mouth. The guardians have sold for the last year and they're not going to be very good. I don't think. And the Royals, I think are still two years away. So if you're going to pounce pounce now.
1: Yeah, I agree. So um, do you think that some teams will be afraid to give out some of these long-term big deals? Like, I look at that Christian Yelich deal for the Brewers, and don't get me wrong, I love Christian Yelich, but he's not the same guy that they signed to that long-term deal. Also, with guys like him and Cody Bellinger, I know they both dealt with injuries, but, like, how does that happen? Like, their seasons that they had, both of those guys. Um
0: It just could be a thing that something got found out in their scouting report. I mean, I can tell you right now, Cody Bellinger does not handle velocity up in the zone. And when he gets beat by velocity up in the zone, he starts to cheat to it. Next thing you know, he's susceptible to breaking balls in the dirt. It's just a very classic way to get him out. Uh, That's why that home run that he hit in the top of the zone was such a big moment during uh, the playoffs. Because he literally hit a ball that he cannot hit. And he finally got it. Um, And it was even more impressive because it was a a foot above the zone. Like It was amazing. Um, but it's 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 scouting reports. It's a combination of there's a human element to this, by the way, that I right. fe- really feel like, you know, here on MGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL, I, we get into numbers very, very drastically get into numbers. We talked about lines. We talked about over unders. We talked about futures and, and it's always numbers based. But there's one thing we can't stress enough that there is a human element to Major League Baseball that no matter how much we can give you is unquantifiable. And when it comes to a guy like Yelich or Bellinger who are going through those personal struggles, there's also a mental aspect that no matter what numbers we pull up, we can never know. So it could be they they struggle mentally when they they have five bad at bats, it can turn into 15 bad at bats. I've had those moments as well where I couldn't get out of something. It's like trying to sprint in quicksand. And you know, sometimes I think we get a little we get a little forgetful that these are people playing a game and not superheroes or video games in front of us.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I just I remember a couple off seasons ago when it was like the Jake Arrieta, you Darvish off season, and nobody was spending any money. You know, a couple guys got paid, and it was like, oh man, our teams, our organizations, done giving out these long term big deals. I don't think so. But um, I don't think so either. I think some teams are going to be smarter with their money. I will say that. Other than the Dodgers, like who could just like they could do whatever. They
0: the I Yanks, feel like every team could do whatever they wanted. Sometimes right. just choose not to. And then, I mean.
1: You know, the Yanks have been really good with their money, surprisingly. Um, yeah. I know some people, I know not everybody loved the Anthony Rizzo trade because he's probably not part of your long-term future. Joey Gallo, you kind of knew what you were getting with Joey Gallo. Like, he's going to strike out 80% mm-hmm. of the time, and then every once in a while, he's going to hit a dinger. Like, yes. one in every five at-bats. He's going to get hot for a month. Um, but still, the Yankees have actually been pretty smart. So this offseason is going to be awesome.
0: It is, and you know, I, I'm glad some Yankee fans are finally quieting up about their anger toward John Carlos Stanton. Who is, when he is on, he is exactly. unbeatable. Like I can't stress this enough. When John Carlos Stanton is good, he is the best that is alive at that given moment. You cannot beat him. When he's bad, he's pretty bad. But yeah. when he's good, oh Not to mention Aaron Judge. You know, if we mentioned Kyle Seager, they need a left-handed bat with some speed at the top of that lineup. Kyle Seager would just be a full-on cure-all for that lineup uh and he has power too so it's just a it's a real great thing dj Lemayhu, a guy that we just constantly forget to mention even yeah. though he keeps winning batting titles like it's yeah. just it's 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 a it's a really good team what they need is that one left handed uh speedster at the top of the lineup Corey seager uh if they can't get their hands on him uh, Trevor Story seems like an obvious choice, however, I do get worried about how right handed dominant that lineup is if you add a Trevor Story over a Kyle Seeger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you need another starter or two, you truly do. You can't be going to the bottom of the barrel getting, um, you know, former stars like a Corey Kluber. You need somebody yeah. young that you can have for the whole season. I, I think Tyone was a great pickup by that team, I really do. That was their pickup of the offseason, I thought. Tough first half, but the second half really started to come alive. I think they need to get some arms, and they can use a bullpen arm. Strowman is right there. I mean, Marcus Marcus Strowman and Taiwan Walker were the linchpins of that uh, Mets uh, rotation. They were the reason they finished as good as they even did. And if it weren't for them, the Mets season would have been a nightmarish disaster, even more than it already was.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Like the Mets. What what a disaster. If DeGrom stays healthy, are are, are the Mets in the postseason? If DeGrom stays healthy, do the Braves win the World Series? crazy no as that.
0: no they don't win the world i think i do think they'll win the division but i don't think they're gonna win the world series as crazy as that is they're gonna lose a couple more games I, you know de is was just gonna dominate everyone we were yeah. talking about mvp at the in april in april
1: i know I like know. that's how
0: good he was like it was the best jacob Degrom last season was the single greatest pitcher of all time for two months yeah. uh unfortunately he didn't stay healthy but if he stays healthy i don't think the mets make it to the playoffs i don't um But it's amazing how that team's downfall when you lose one starting pitcher. You know, the guy's affecting one game a week. And your team absolutely imploded the moment he came off the field. It was actually borderline sad um, because I really wanted that team to win.
1: Right. That's why I ask. It's like, okay, well, where are you? You you know, what are the Mets going to do this offseason? Are they going to look at it like, okay, well, we were in first place for the majority of the season. DeGrom goes down. That obviously kills. Um, We try to make some moves at the deadline. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. I don't think Javi Baez will be back in New York, though. I don't I don't think so.
0: I don't think so either. I think Javi Baez will have some options. I think, I think. obviously, it's going to be the same thing as the trade deadline. I think Javi Baez is going yeah. to be sitting there waiting until someone figures out what happens with Bryant. Again, amazing. He's not even playing with Bryant anymore, yet Cubs he still has to wait for him. The
1: oh, Cubs will probably give Javi 400 mil. Rizzo will end up in Boston. KB will be a giant. And I'll be stuck with watching, and don't don't get me wrong, I love me some Javi Baez, but if I can bring any of the core back, I want KB or I want Rizzo or both. Uh, I don't want to overpay for Javi Baez. I just have this feeling. I just have this feeling I'm going to be watching Javi hit 220, uh, like with my grandkids here in 10 years.
0: It's a possibility. And you mentioned uh, KB in San Francisco. I, I'd be shocked if the Giants didn't bring him back. It was very clear that KB had a good time over there in San Francisco. So I wouldn't be shocked if he wanted to stay over there, especially with the news of Buster Posey hanging him up. Um, I think the Giants are going to be an interesting team. You saw what the Giants missing the playoffs in the 60-game season last year uh, by one game without Buster Posey. With Buster Posey, 107 wins, best record in Major League Baseball. Is that going to uh, affect the Giants very negatively next season? Or will they make some moves and improve? They might. I mean, the the Braves lost Acuna Jr. and then got better and won the World Series.
1: Yeah, man. I can't wait to see what they do. Uh, That was actually, I was actually surprised. And uh, that's the way to go out. I mean, um, that's the way to go out. You're a three-time World Series champ. He was the only guy left from that first World Series title because keep in mind
0: Brandon Crawford wasn't on that team he got called up the next season
1: exactly the next year I didn't you know I was I was I was reading that yesterday and I was like hit 18 homers this year I mean put together just a ridiculous season he's gonna go out on top I was kind of hoping he'd come back for one more year but man that's the way to go out it would have been now I'm real now I really wish they would have won the world series don't get me wrong like shout out to the Braves and the Braves fans you guys deserve it but I was rooting for Chris Bryant and the Giants a little bit.
0: I can understand that they were a very Buster fun team to watch, fun team to root for, easy team to root for. Everyone seems likable on that team. Well, we had like money, everyone,
1: had money on them too, so that helps. <laughs>
0: that definitely does help. I, I, I think the Giants are gonna be just fine. But you mentioned Buster Posey retiring at what thirty-four years old, same age as me. Um, clearly has more years left in him. But you know, when you're a catcher who's been catching for as long as he has, That's- and you know, he's a family man. He's got twins. I think he wants to spend time with at home with his family. And if his body is still Intact, I think he's got enough money. He's gonna go home and uh try and uh, live off his live out his days in the best possible way, especially when you're a catcher. If you can keep walking when you're 50, that's nice,
1: yeah, man. You don't want to be Jake Taylor at 45 years old playing in Mexico, getting calls from the Cleveland Guardians to come back and save the season with your shot legs, shot knees. And I mean, especially, I've been there. especially some of the injuries that uh, Buster Pope like just the career that he had. You know, after, after the devastating injury a couple years back, um, I completely agree. It, you know, he's, he's, he's young, but he had an awesome career. And I feel like he's been in the league, man, for like 34 years. He's 34 years old. I feel like I've been watching him for 34 years. We but
0: never I know was, what we I have was, until had it's gone. I was to see
1: that pop up on my notifications yesterday.
0: So was I. And, I was, and it made me a little sad. We never know what we have until it's gone. And Buster Posey, what a career. Guys, what a 2021 season it's been. Uh, final thoughts from you, Ryan, on this year.
1: Uh this year man, um it was up and down as a baseball fan only because I had to say goodbye to some of my favorite players ever to play the game. And I really mean that. Like that Chicago Cubs 2016 World Series team, my favorite baseball team ever to say goodbye to some of those guys. Like you said, it made me realize you don't really know what you have while you have it. So if you have a team that's contending, you have to enjoy it. If you're a Braves fan, enjoy this entire offseason. Go to the parade, buy all the apparel, buy all the World Series gear, because, man, you know, you could be back next year, you could be the Dodgers and contend every year, or you could end up selling every every part of that championship roster and rebuilding. Like, that's the crazy thing about baseball, you know, is it's so fun when you're fun. When you're rooting for a bad team, it's tough. But the best part about it is next spring, like, everybody starts 0-0. Everybody starts in first place, so... That's the good thing. And in Major League Baseball, there's no salary cap. So your team always has a chance to spend some money in the offseason.
0: And keep in mind, the Braves team that has been, they were the team of the 90s, but only won one World Series in that 90s, 1995 against the Cleveland Indians. And they haven't been back to the World Series since 1999, 2021. They finally get back to the World Series. They win the World Series. And now it's official, by the way, Mets fans, every team in the NL East has won a World Series in my lifetime Except for the Mets, and except I want Mets. that. I'd like that to change. By the way, I really would. I want the Mets to stop. As much as it's fun to have the Mets as a punchline, I would like the Mets to finally win one. Mainly because I think their fans have ha- have been through enough.
1: I, I completely agree with you. Also, I can't sign off on my baseball thoughts without thanking Shohei Otani for the <laughs> MVP, which. <laughs> I will be cashing here. I want to say, I, I want to say, is it November 9th or November eleventh? I can't remember when, but it, it's coming up within the week. Where I'm going to be a very rich man. Thank you, Otani. And I would have been. May I ask what you
0: put down bucks. on it? May I? May I ask what you put down on it?
1: A hundred bucks.
0: Hundred bucks. May I ask what you're coming away with?
1: So I'm going to be coming away with about nineteen hundred dollars. Nice after after taxes, I guess we could say there. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a nice little hit. And I it's only got to give. I only got to give 50 back for my DeGrom, very boring, but DeGrom Cy Young ticket, which you know, I'm playing again next year, man. I just need him to stay healthy. And that would have cashed too. Uh, that, was, that was three to one, which I actually, I mean, yeah, he was the favorite, but that's not that boring of a price, but shout out to Otani. Everybody, including my guy, Joe Ostrowski called it a square pick and uh man. Yeah, I
0: never would have suggested I it. I never one time would have suggested really? it. I was I, no, because he was never healthy at that, that point. He had never played a healthy season, let alone a two way healthy season. So I never would have thought it would have been accomplished, but it was. And I'm by the way, I couldn't be happier to be wrong because I got to see something this season that I don't know I'll ever see again. Uh, Like, it's just, it was incredible what Otani did. This year has been a magical season. Otani, that first month, that first month and a half by Jacob DeGrom was the single greatest performance of baseball we've ever seen. Matt Scherzer in the second half. The Braves coming out of nowhere, uh, July 15th, they were 0.05% chance of winning the World Series, and they won the World Series. They got about 500 on August 15th like this this season had every storyline every ounce of drama the fun I I mean just this is one of the best baseball seasons I've ever watched and I had a blast all along the way and Ryan I know you did too
1: yeah absolutely especially after last year you know we had the pandemic shortened season which hey I was happy with it was great just to have some baseball to watch uh, during those hard times but having fans back in the stadiums at the ballparks Oh, man, it, it was a great year, and uh, it was a crazy year. I mean, the Braves are the World Series champs, man. Like, the, the the Dodgers and the Giants both won over 100 games. Neither won the World Series. The Astros had one of the most scary line – one of the scariest lineups I've ever seen. They didn't win the World Series. It was the Braves, which proves, you know, it's all about getting hot at the right time and carrying that momentum into the postseason. Look at a team like the Brewers, a team like the White Sox. They had it pretty much wrapped up in the first half of the season – they got bored, they got complacent. I mean, both dealt with injuries. don't get me wrong, but if your team gets hot in August, you know, look out. like the I mean, I wouldn't have been shocked if the Cardinals won it all with the with the uh, close of the season that they had, but it was a lot of fun.
0: It was. and guys, I hope you had fun too. Thank you so much for joining us this season here on BetMGM, MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. I want to thank Odyssey. I want to thank everyone. I want to thank Cameron, who's been producing this show from the get-go. Everybody that's been involved. And of course, Ryan, most of all, I want to thank you. It's been a blast doing this with you. Uh, Guys, I can't stress this enough. Make sure you guys check out Ryan every single day on BetMGM tonight. He absolutely kills it with his co-hosts. You know, and I I, I had a pleasure working with you here on BetMGM, MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL.
1: Same to you man same to you hopefully we can do it again next year
0: we'll see man anything is possible guys enjoy the offseason the hot stove is
1: already smoking there's a
0: lot of stuff already going on for instance the reds have already made it clear they're punting next year so if i were all of you if i were to make one bet do not play the Reds to win the 2022 World Series. Guys, that is uh, it for us here on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. You can follow me at Decker6 and Baseball on Instagram. Ryan, where can people follow you?
1: I'm at Ryan Horvath every night, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. BetMGM tonight on the Odyssey app. We're on Twitch, YouTube, all over the place.
0: Absolutely, guys. Uh, Stay tuned with everything going on with us and, of course, BetMGM. Guys, take care. Be safe. Enjoy the offseason. Beat it!